Hello, Purse Strings listeners. Thank you for listening to WebmasterRadio.fm's most decorated radio series. Discover the Purse Strings listening experience in a brand new way. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to new episodes live every week or download any of the over 200 past episodes or sample from our extensive library of radio shows that every internet marketer should check out without opening up your purse. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes store or in Google Play today. Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmaster Radio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, I don't know if you saw this, but designer Mark Jacobs has a new gig. Yep, he's designing Diet Coke cans. That's right, Diet Coke cans. Now, you may be familiar with his line of bags and shoes and clothing, but he has just been named Diet Coke's new creative director, and he is unveiling three designer cans for the company. Each one celebrates a decade since the drink was launched 30 years ago. Yep, it's been 30 years since Diet Coke came onto the marketplace. I don't know about you, but I certainly remember when we just had Tab, and thank God, Diet Coke. Um, All I'm saying is I much prefer Diet Coke. So here's the deal. Jacobs has created a design for the 80s, the 90s, and as they're calling it, the naughties. Um, The iHeart 80s takes a look at kind of the empowered woman. The 90s is kind of that extravagant attitude around fashion and music and art. And then, of course, the 2000s is playful and lighthearted, sporty, cool is how it's being described. And uh, so these designs will be available on cans and and counter bottles uh, starting February 25th. So just around the corner. So check it out and see what you like about these Diet Coke cans. I have a feeling they're going to get a lot of buzz. Well, our post profile today is the Minority Mom. Um, This is a Hispanic mom of at least two uh, kids in the home. There's around 90 million and more of these women there, median age of 48, high school grads and married. Most of them do stay home, uh, around 50,000 household income. You know, they are embracing both their American and Native cultures. Um, They really do focus on the family as their number one priority. They see a great sense of duty to themselves, their family, and their country. Religion plays a central part of who they are and how they spend their day. Uh, they consider themselves DIYers as well. They, When they shop, they go out when needed, as needed, and they only shop for what they need. Um, so they're not going out there and, and doing spontaneous purchases. And they are shopping on price, especially on sales. And they do shop local because it's easy and quick. 
So where can you connect with her? Well, she's reading a lot of parenting magazines like Parenting and Prevention, Good Housekeeping, and Family Circle. She's watching uh, Fox News, Hallmark, uh, Lifetime. And she's online at Yahoo, eBay, MapQuest, and Disney. When it comes to shopping, um, you know what? She's at Kmart and Burlington Co. Factory, JCPenney. Um, she's driving Buick and Chevy. Um, and for co- for cosmetics, she's checking out uh, CoverGirl and Olay and Avon. So really interesting mix. Um, keep in mind, this is one of the fastest growing demographics in the entire country. Hispanic moms, um, as I mentioned on my last show, is critically important to the future of our economy, and you don't want to ignore her. Well, my guest for today certainly doesn't ignore any ethnic groups. It is her job to make sure that diversity and inclusion is at the top of the list. Dr. Rohini Anand is the Senior VP and Global Chief Diversity Officer for Sodexo and is responsible for pretty much everything there related to diversity and inclusion as well well as sustainability and environmental responsibility. I'm very thrilled to have her on. Sodexo has been leading the way when it comes to diversity and inclusion and just won a very, very big award just this past year. So we'll hear all about why diversity is important to companies and your bottom line when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let TopSEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. 
Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to Purse Strings. Joining me today is Dr. Rohini Anad. She's a Senior Vice President and Global Chief Diversity Officer for Sodexo and is responsible for the strategic direction, implementation, and alignment of that company's integrated global diversity initiatives. Um, previously, she was Senior VP and Chief Diversity Officer for Sodexo, and I'm so thrilled to have her on the program today. Welcome. Thank you so much. Well, that it's is nice a very, well, nice it's great to have you on. You know, you have a very, very big role. Tell us a little bit, if you would, about your role and how it fits within the overall organization there at Sodexo. Sure. Well, uh, let me start by saying that, uh, first of all, I'm really delighted to be on the call um, on the show. I uh, think that I have absolutely the best job in the company. I'm responsible for global diversity and inclusion, and what that means is really positioning Sodexo as a leader in this space, as well as engaging the organization in culture change to make it more inclusive. I am also responsible for our compliance efforts as well as our community relations and external relations globally. In addition to that, I do have um, a unique role because I'm also responsible for sustainability and corporate social responsibility in North America where we focus on health and wellness, on sustainable local and fairly traded foods, and on reducing energy and waste impacts. Um, so essentially what we're working on is sort of impacting our community for a better tomorrow. Uh, we at Sodexo, we're in over 80 countries. We have 430,000 employees and over 36,000 locations. So, um, you know, this this work in both diversity as well as sustainability and corporate social responsibility has a large footprint across the world in many locations, not only just Sodexo locations, but our client locations as well. Yes, you do have a great job (laughs) and a very impactful job. I would imagine that your work in the environmental and sustainability part also helps in your recruitment and retainment for the diversity part, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. I think this next generation is very attuned to issues of impact in the community on diversity and inclusion, sustainability, and corporate social responsibility, and are very attuned to assessing the values of an organization um, before they make a decision to join. So clearly, these, because of our commitment and our leadership in these spaces, it enhances and certainly does uh, assist with our recruiting efforts I would say particularly in this, uh, the next generation, the Gen Xers and Gen Ys, my own kids, if you will. Yes, absolutely. And you've done a lot to stay top of mind. I mean, my goodness, Sodexo has won so many awards for being just a wonderful place to work. I know you won the Catalyst Award this past year. You've made Diversity Inc.'s list of top 50 companies for diversity. All of that is, is pretty amazing stuff. What do you feel are the priorities? primary reasons your company continues to take these top prizes? Well, thank you for those recognitions or recognizing the fact that we have won these awards, and we're extremely honored to have been awarded the Catalyst Award, um, sort of recognizing our 10-year comprehensive culture change journey. And not only are we honored, but we do kind of view and, and, and receive this award with a sense of responsibility. 
because I think what we need to do is to not rest on our laurels at this time, but to raise the bar even higher for ourselves. I will say that there are four key things that have uh, helped us getting some of this recognition. First, and perhaps the most important, is senior level commitment. Um, we have commitment from our CEO and our executive suite to our diversity efforts. With the hop, um, and we don't TV take and that lightly. Anywhere, so our like senior leadership is, I first of all, I report to the CEO. Our senior leadership is very visible. They role model the commitment. They hold their teams accountable. They sponsor our um, what we call our employee business resource groups. They all are mentors in our several mentoring initiatives. So they're very visible, very committed. In addition to that, we have an external diversity advisory board, which is chaired by uh, John Hoffmeister, who was the ex-president of uh, Shell, as well as Alexis Herman, ex-secretary of labor, and several others who help us to stay focused. They are, they inform our initiatives, our activities, our strategy, help us to stay focused and help to bring external best practices to bear on what we're doing. So the senior level role modeling and commitment is absolutely critical to the success of our efforts. The second thing that I would say is the connection to the business. And I think that you know we all know that uh, uh, commitment to diversity and inclusion is the right thing to do but I think it's even more important to ensure that there is a strong connection to the business. And for us, it's about the marketplace and the workforce in the workplace. So for, in the marketplace, we actually see diversity and inclusion as a differentiator in what can be a very commoditized business like ours. And we not only impact our own employees in the process, but we impact our client employees as well because we serve, we provide services uh, at the locations of our client sites. So whatever we do impacts our clients as well. So for us, our leadership in this space is a differentiator that helps us actually to get business. We also, through our diversity and inclusion leadership and commitment, meet the needs of, the, of our consumer population, which is changing very rapidly. And then in the workforce, in the workplace, it certainly helps us to hire, um, engage, retain the best talent, so that we can come up with innovative solutions for our clients and our customers. So the connection to the business is absolutely critical. The third piece in terms of you know, why these awards is our metrics, very, very rigorous metrics and related accountability. So we actually have an incentive compensation link that links our diversity goals and objectives to incentive compensation. And what's significant is that, that Compensation is paid out regardless of the financial performance of the company. So very clear metrics and accountability. And then I would say the last piece is, you know, you can't have these efforts just stopping at the top. They have to be embedded within the fabric of the organization if we're going to change the culture and make it more inclusive. And so we do have a strategy that, that we fondly call top-down, bottom-up, middle-out, um, <laughs> which sort of is a, a more distributed a leadership model which engages our managers and employees throughout the organization through councils and employee business resource groups, et cetera. So I would say those are the four key reasons why we've won this recognition and we continue to calibrate our efforts so we don't rest on our laurels. We're continually looking at how we can do things differently and better. 
Well, I don't think anyone would accuse you of resting on your laurels um, because those four those four pillars that you just described are things that don't happen by accident. It's clear it's it's taking you a number of years and a lot of effort to put those in place. You mentioned that you won the Catalyst Award as recognition for a 10-year culture change, which leads me to my next question. Um, has Sodexo always made diversity inclusion a priority, or has it been something that's really developed in the last 10 years? Yeah, so for us, you know, being a global company in over 80 countries, certainly diversity and inclusion, cultural competency, managing diverse teams, ensuring that we're attentive to a global and very diverse customer population has always been a priority of ours. It's something that we have... Um, you know, we've not taken for granted, but we've always ensured that wherever we are, whatever countries we're in, we've met the needs of the customer population in that particular country. So given the business we're in, we wouldn't survive if that was not the case. However, 10 years ago, we did make this a big priority in part because well, we focused on it more because we had some litigation and um, that litigation led us to the understanding that we really needed to put more of a focused effort around diversity and inclusion, um, and that was sort of, I was hired at that point in time. And what I would say is fast forward to today, um, our leadership in diversity and inclusion is very much a core part of our brand promise. Um, you know, so whatever the reasons were for us having um, sort of redoubled our efforts in this space. Today we recognize that we wouldn't be the company we are today without our focus on diversity and inclusion, and it certainly helped, has helped us to grow our business uh, in a way that we would not have otherwise been able to do. So it's helped to brand us as leaders. Um, it's a core part of who we are. It's a core part of our value proposition. And we've also realized that it has helped and led to greater business success. Right, exactly. And you've talked about that, that it really does drive the bottom line for a lot of reasons. And here on Purse Strings, you know, we focus specifically on women and women, of course, being just one portion of diversity within a workplace. I know that. But I am curious, specific to women, what programs do you have in place for ensuring that your female employees, A, that you're recruiting the best and the brightest, that you're training them, retaining them, promoting them within the company? So I think that, you know, globally our strategy is focused on women. And, you know, I'll say, you know, a couple of things on this. First of all, we have a very clearly articulated governance structure. And what that looks like is ultimately the CEO is responsible for our gender strategy um, globally. And in the United States, we have something called the Diversity Leadership Council, which is headed by the U.S. CEO, and we have individuals from the executive suite, uh, executive team, the C-suite, including our chief legal officer, our chief HR officer, um, individuals from different lines of business, et cetera, who sit on this and who really help to inform the gender strategy as well as the overall strategy. Reporting into the global CEO is a group of the senior most women in our company, and this group is called the Sodexo Women's International Forum for Talent. This group of women informs the strategy and are focused on three key areas. One is ensuring that we have um, a culture of inclusion, which sort of um, uh, you know looks at uh, our employee 
business resource groups, ensures that we have flexible work arrangements across the organization. And uh, the second is uh, looking at engaging the organization through inclusion training, training on gender specifically, and then finally the leadership pipeline, which looks at the development of the pipeline for women. And in this area, I would say we have several different development initiatives, some through our employee business resource groups, and we have one focused on women, which is called WING, women's, uh, a women's network group. They have one, uh, a program called ID Me Brand Me, which is focused on women developing their personal brand and being able to articulate it throughout the organization. Uh, we also have other development opportunities for women in the pipeline. One, the other one is our Emerging Leaders Program. And while this is open to everyone, we ensure that we, uh, we have you know, strong representation of women within this particular program. Uh, many of our women are sent to external conferences for development opportunities as well, such as the Women's Food Service Forum. And I would say that our mentoring initiative is probably one of the best of its kind um, that, uh, you know, we've actually been written up for having a very strong mentoring initiative. And we ensure that we have women mentees in this program as well as mentors. But what that does is to help the women hone their skills in their current job. What we also do is during our talent review discussions, gender is a topic of discussion and we ensure that we do talk about women who are high potential and talk about how we're advancing those women in the pipeline. And then from a recruiting perspective, uh, it's a very, very rigorous recruiting um, process that we have where we ensure that we have diversity in the candidate slates. Our recruiters are incented for that. Um, and, you know, the managers are presented slates of candidates that are truly diverse, including women in those candidate slates. And, and as a result of what we've done, women in leadership have increased by 74% women in our executive team by 67%. So we've seen some really, really strong, good results um, as a result of this focus that we have on women in the pipeline. Those are some amazing statistics, 74% and 67%. And clearly, I'm sure that's been over the span of some time. But I talked to a lot of companies about diversity issues, specifically about how to get women from those middle, middle man management kind of career tracks into upper management. And it sounds like you have quite a number of programs in place to do that, uh, starting from, you know, really the stringent recruiting all the way through, you know, that global talent group that you talked about. But if, but if you were to talk to companies today and say, okay, of all these things, and if in a if these companies are considering uh, maybe adopting some similar types of initiatives, what are the critical things that these companies need to understand um, about how to get women from middle management to upper management in those larger numbers? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I would say that, you know, recruiting is certainly just one part of the story, right? Creating an inclusive culture is absolutely critical. And one of the other statistics that I will share with you is that our engagement scores for women uh, over the past four years have gone up um, by 10 percentage points. 
to what's known as the external best-in-class threat beyond the external best-in-class threshold. And this is sort of an external consulting company that does an engagement survey for us every uh, year and a half. So this really is quite a measure of how engaged our women are in the organization because just having them represented or having any group represented is not is just half of the story. You have to ensure that um, the individuals are engaged so that they can contribute to their fullest. So clearly that metric as well um, tells a good story for us. But I think for, you know, in terms of the inclusive culture, I think there's still, in most organizations, very masculine cultures because workplaces were made by and for men and male models of leadership, if you will. So I think we need to, or organizations need to start looking at their models of leadership and ensuring that they are um, sort of not male models of leadership but are androgynous so that you do, that we do recognize female models of leadership as well. You know, it's about the results, not the style. Um, the other couple of things that I would say in terms of really focusing in on uh, couple of key areas in order to adv advance women. I would say that the research clearly shows that, and this is Catalyst research that shows that women are promoted based on performance and men based on potential. So often women has, have to work two or three times as hard in order to get ahead. And what they found is that the role of sponsors or advocates is extremely critical for the advancement of women. Um, so I would suggest that that really is one area that organizations need to consider, not just mentoring, because mentoring is more about increasing or advancing your skills in your current role, but then how do you make women visible who are there in the organization but are not as visible, and how do you get individuals to advocate for them in a way that is, you know, someone who knows that, that woman to advocate for her so that she can move ahead in the job? The, because I think oftentimes also women don't raise their hand and a sponsor, an advocate can help women to raise their hand. You know, men may have sort of 50 or 60% of what it needs to get a job done and will raise their hand for the next position. Women have to have all of their I's dotted and T's crossed for the most part. And I think a sponsor can help to kind of advocate on behalf of the, of the woman. The other piece that I would say is sort of career pathing. Um, oftentimes women opt out of P&L jobs earlier on in their careers and um, really a sponsor can help women stay in those P&L jobs and, and those, you know, opt out for a variety of reasons. It may be because the culture is too masculine. It may be because they are the only woman. It may be because of, you know, sort of personal commitments, whatever that might be. But I think organizations need to be open to lattice careers to accommodate women who might off-ramp at a particular point and then want to on-ramp again later. So while, while men have a very linear trajectory, women often have a lattice career, and organizations need to be accommodating of those lattice careers if there is a serious commitment to their advance, advancing women. All really great thoughts, Dr. Anand. And when we come back, I do want to talk a little bit about your career trajectory because you certainly have a fascinating one. So stick around. We'll be more with Purse Strings after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. 
Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I've been chatting today with Dr. Rohini Anand. She's the Senior Vice President and Global Chief Diversity Officer for Sodexo. And she is responsible for the strategic direction, implementation, and alignment of that company's integrated global diversity initiatives, including sustainable development and corporate citizenship strategies. And we've been talking a lot about what it's going to take to move women from middle management to upper management in larger numbers. And, and doctor, you had some really great tips and hopefully companies out there are listening to you. But I do want to turn a little bit more personal for a moment as we start to wrap up our interview. You have a fascinating personal story. I read your bio. You grew up in India. You came to the U.S. for grad school. If you would talk a little bit about how that experience impacted what you ended up doing with your career. Great, thank you. So yes, um, you know, I, I moved to go to grad school. Um, I was actually in my late teens when I meet, moved to the United States. And I, you know, that move was perhaps the most defining moment in my life um, and really sh- shaped my identity. I moved from being one of a majority. So when I grew up in India, I was surrounded by others who pretty much looked like me, but many variations in education level, religion, socioeconomic class. But I was part of the majority. In moving to the United States, I became a minority, and I was perceived as such. So it was the first time that I identified myself as an Asian American, um, and others identified me as such. And it was those experiences that came with that perception 
that really brought me to the work that I do today. Uh, it impacted me immensely, both positively and negatively, but it was it was certainly a, a, a very powerful impact in the formation of my identity um, and gave me an understanding for others who, uh, you know, navigate from being a majority to a minority or others who are perceived as minorities based on gender or race or ethnicity or accent or sexual orientation. So I think that, you know, those, I'd always been very interested in cross-cultural issues, and that was sort of the backbone of the research that I did as well. But it was my personal experience that brought me to the work that I do today and, um, you know, has informed a lot of the work that I've done uh, both prior to Sodexo as well as for the past 10 years in Sodexo. Well, clearly, clearly it did inform you and, and to great success. And I'm just curious because you do have two daughters, if I read that correctly. I'm, I'm curious how they've benefited from having a mother so committed to a diversity and inclusion. Well, I don't know who has benefited more because, <laughs> you know, honestly, um, they're constantly teaching me every day and, uh, you know, are my greatest teachers. But, yes, I do have two wonderful daughters and was with them uh, this past weekend in California. Uh, One of them is at medical school and the other um, was uh, working up until recently defending death row inmates and is now um, in law school. And I would say that, uh, you know, they see things um, very differently. And I think that part of it is their own sort of navigation of, of different cultures, their own experiences. But and and I'm sure that we had dinner table conversations that uh, also impacted them. Uh, but you know they do have uh, a very sort of nuanced lens with which they view the world, and so I I benefit from that every day. But I'll say something else here as well, and that is that I think that they are like many of their generation, very com- comfortable with multicultural. Um, multi-dimensional issues. So I, I recall several years ago, and this would be about eight, year, eight years ago when we launched our gay, lesbian, um, bisexual, transgender employee business resource group at Sodexo. And you know, I was sort of explaining to them what our employee business resource groups do, and they were sort of a bit dumbfounded and, and basically said, "I, you know, we don't understand why do you need such a group because." In their minds, it was a non-issue, um, and and so I think this is this next generation that's entering the workforce. And I would say, you know, I'm, I'm just making some generalizations based on my own experiences with my daughters. I don't think that this extends across the United States. Obviously, we know, um, you know, all of the hate crimes and the bullying incidents, etc., that happen in schools. So clearly, um, you know, this is not the norm, but. I do think that many uh, young individuals who are Gen Xs and Gen Ys coming into the workforce come in with the sense of, you know, we can do what we want to do and be who we want to be regardless of who we are, whether we're women or whether we're gay or whether we're uh, from any other minority group. And I'm not sure that workplaces are really prepared to embrace individuals of this generation uh, because I think, you know, workplaces are still evolving and are really not 
um, as inclusive as this generation kind of assumes that they should be. And so I think, you know, we need to kind of uh, take a more serious look at ourselves and see if we are, we do have the values and we do have the culture that will embrace this next generation. Um, because I also know that this generation will, um, you know, has options, has choices, and will continue to exercise those choices and may decide not to join our workplaces if they don't find the values and the culture that they um, have perhaps uh, experienced as they've grown up. So. No, I totally agree with you on that. I think we may be setting ourselves up, and we already are experiencing to some degree culture clashes within companies where millennials come in expecting one thing and experiencing something totally different because of what they have grown up with, you know, kind of being colorblind, if you will, um, gender blind to some degree. And yet our companies are not set up that way. We still very much operate in an old school type of approach. But to your point is we've got to fix that because if we don't, we are going to miss out on the best and the brightest. And ultimately, it will impact negatively our bottom line. So it's amazing to see what you've done at SEDEC. So um, the effort you've put in there because it's clearly paying off. And, and congratulations on that. And I'm so glad you could be on today to share some insight I know people who are listening today uh, certainly would agree with me when I say uh, amazing job. And thank you so much for being on today. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've enjoyed this. And everyone listening, please do check out Sodexo USA uh, for more information on the company itself. And thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Join me right here for another edition of Her Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.